The views and opinions expressed in the following episodes are those of the individuals and are not meant to insult or offend anyone. Jeez, dark and gloomy much? Are you trying to be an edgelord? Well, then how should I put it then? I don't know. How about... We come in peace. We mean no harm. We may spoil some things. We may swear a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of Little Nerdy. I'm your host, Michelle. And I'm her co-host, Owen. And today our episode is on WandaVision. Ooh, now in color. (laughs) All right. So to start it off, big shout out to our friend Black White Check for doing original intro and outro. Yes. Details are in the show notes and let's move it along. (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine uh, just like how like much we can tell them we're appreciative and everything, but I can imagine the fans, you know, like, okay, we've heard it a hundred times kind of thing. Move it's like, it along! It's like Jacksepticeye saying, subscribe to my channel! It's like, we already are, Jack! Yeah. Don't beat us anymore! <laughs> so, but anyways, uh, yeah, so about WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe this was kind of your idea? Yeah. So let's uh, let's give you the crown of big nerd on this one. Oh boy, thank you. I will <laughs> place it upon my head. All right. So let me ask you this one. Yes. What were your thoughts when you first heard or saw the trailer for WandaVision? This looks interesting. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to think of it. This is a weird take Marvel is taking. <laughs> But those were like the initial ones where they were only showing like the very first episode, like trailers. The trailer only involved really the very first episode. Yeah. I don't think I saw a trailer that actually encompassed more of the show until after we had already started watching it. Yeah, it was like they think they had, what was it, two episodes on the very first uh, launch day? Yes. And that threw uh, a lot of people's heads for quite the spin. Yeah, well, the whole premise of the show, because, like, in the beginning, you don't know what's going on, right? You just got Wanda and Vision. Yeah, and, of course, you know, we have a spoiler alert and everything, but Vision died at the end of Infinity War. Yeah, and we had thought about, so just to let you guys know, we had thought about doing, like, a whole Marvel Universe episode, which we do plan on doing, like, for the cinematic universe, but... We figured because, well, at this point, WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier have recorded. Or have aired all aired, their episodes. Yeah, sorry, on Disney Plus, all their episodes. We figured, well, we'll do those two first, and then maybe we'll go back. I know. We're so out of order. What the hell is wrong with us? <laughs> Well, from a non-linear standpoint, it's all a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Exactly, right? And stuff. And we know there are some people who religiously listen to every episode, and there are some people who only listen to the episodes that interest them. 
Yeah. But thank you to everyone. Yes, thank you to everyone, for sure. Um, there are some people who only tune in for one or two episodes even, and that's absolutely fine. We love all of you, but we figured, well, in that case, we maybe don't have to keep it completely linear in how we're going to talk about it, and that's why we decided to do WandaVision now. <laughs> yeah, and not to mention with how WandaVision and not to mention also the Falcon and the Winter Soldier went, those, what, they were each, like, six episodes? WandaVision was more, I think. WandaVision was eight. Yeah, eight and six episodes. So yep. it's like, they weren't huge series. By but they're setups into phase four? Yeah, I think so. Of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and stuff. So, I mean, another problem is we want to do WandaVision while it's fresh. And kind of like it's going into phase four. Yep. And then we can always circle back and talk about the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universes, like phase one, two, and three. Um, later is what we were thinking. But this is fresh going into phase four. And so we figured, let's do this one now. Yeah. Now, my big question is with, you know, Marvel having like... They started with Iron Man in 2008. Yeah. And it's been going on for, well, obviously now it's been, what, 13 years? Yeah. So I'm just kind of curious, when is it going to be, like, legally uh, applicable that I can say, like, you know, I can, and I can go to some place and get a doctorate in uh, the MCU? <laughs> be like, yes, I'm, uh, I have a doctorate and everything. And it's like, what's it in? MCU. Like, medical, clinical understanding? Not quite. <laughs> no, yeah, just uh, how much there is to watch. Because I think before they did the movie, or they, the movie Endgame came out, there were movie theaters that had uh, marathons mm -hmm. for the entire Marvel movies. Yeah. So we're talking from Iron Man... All the way up to Infinity War, the whole thing, you know, back-to-back -back movie after movie. And I think they were saying it was like two days worth of watching. Something like that. It's a lot. And that's why I thought we'd do WandaVision tonight. And we can go back and do those other ones later because <laughs> otherwise you guys aren't probably going to get WandaVision for like a few months. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, there, There's a, definitely a lot of content to talk about. A lot of the choices that have happened over the years yeah and how you know there's not a whole lot of you know bad movies by any means i like you know i would say that the blemishes at most is like the two first thor movies and if those are like the considered the quote-unquote bad movies or not enjoyable movies or whatever that is saying a lot because even those ones had some pretty good scenes in them and were pretty good movies mm-hmm all right, so let's uh, get back to WandaVision. So, so you were saying Vision died at the end of Endgame. Yes. So my first thought was, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> is this like um, some kind of before uh, Infinity War thing or something? Or like, is this like a sequel, prequel type thing? Right. And so, yeah, I was really confused and kind of like okay what is going on here yeah and i was just confused by the entire premise of 
like the first two episodes when we sat down and watched them. I remember saying after we watched them, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Right, because I like those old-timey shows like I Love Lucy, I Dream of Jeannie. Yeah. Those kind of shows. Three's Company. Yeah, but those are also shows that are meant to be those kind of shows. The Marvel Universe is never really meant to be like slapstick, come and knock on our door, we've been waiting for you. The whole, uh, um, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah, kind of thing, right? <laughs> and stuff. So I'm like, uh, because essentially the first episode, it's like they're in the, what, 60s, I would say? Uh, yeah, 60s, I think, was a good benchmark for that. And stuff. So it's in black and white. And it's like they're playing, for lack of a better term, it's like they're playing house in a way. Like, Wanda's the perfect housewife and Vision's the perfect husband. And, he, you know, it's like snap, it's kind of that like comedy that's like, oh, you don't forget. Yeah, when she levitates at dishes in the kitchen and Vision's reading the newspaper walking in. Yeah. A plate smacks him across the head and most people would be like, ow, that hurt. Vision's just like, really? Yeah, like... You know, you broke a plate on my head. And she's like, well, you're the one with the indestructible head. Right. And then, like, that laugh track of, like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Right. And stuff. So I'm like, okay. And that's kind of like, I mean, the first episode, we don't want to go too much into it. Just because if you guys want to see it, definitely. I mean, it's on Disney+. Plus, So we highly recommend it. But essentially, yeah, it's just this weirdness of them. Yeah. Just being, like, this... Uh, stereotypical sitcom family back in the day. Yeah, exactly, right? And then the second episode... Which took place uh, what would be a decade later of how those kind of sitcoms would go. Yeah, so then that would be maybe more your Brady Bunch or your Partridge family or something like that. Maybe it went... It was in the 50s and the next one was 60s. And then the 70s was the next episode. Because each episode, it was almost like uh, the entire sitcom universe was speeding ahead, both like, you, you know, uh, humor content in a way, and also visual effects for like, uh, I think it was episode two that they introduced Keller, so maybe it was in the 60s, and then they had the 70s, and then in the 80s is like, well now everything's in Keller, so everyone's all confused, it's like, Okay, wait, I thought this was all going to be black and white, and now it's in Keller. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was the third episode that had Keller. Well, I'm pretty sure the second episode had Keller. That's uh, where the, just at the end of it, they introduced Keller to it. Uh, maybe. But maybe that was just like a foreshadowing into uh, episode three, because I don't think, uh, I think maybe some people were like, uh, yeah, you know, like, the script, we read it, it's a great plot and everything, but I think we're going to have to do two episodes right off the hop, so this way people... Like, don't kind of go, oh, what the hell, Disney? What are you doing to Marvel? Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so that was a... I think that was a good call in the one regard of, like, making sure that it's not like... Most people are like, oh, yeah, you know, I saw the first episode of WandaVision. Yeah. It's just such a trope. It's like, it's, it's more of, like, just a cash grab or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 they actually have a storyline. They got a... Uh, a plot. Yeah. Yeah. So... And then now, let's get into the other uh, an organization in the MCU that's being brought in with this series, or at least not if not brought in, being uh, front and center. Yeah. 
sword. Mm -hmm. S uh, sentient weapon observation uh, or, uh, uh, research and development, I think. I think so. Yeah, and <clears throat> so the crazy thing, uh, the funny thing about this was that the whole, so you had shield way in the very beginning. Yeah. Which was the idea was is that it's to protect Earth. You have a shield to protect us from things. Like, you know, Cap's shield, protect him from a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, if we have a shield organization, it's there to protect us from all these really nasty things. Yeah. Now, that's not to mean that, you know, the whole bunch of people just put on, like, Kevlar and body armor and stood in lines and were like, no, shoot us first. They had, they had weapons, but... The whole point was more of in a defensive posture. Yeah. So then now we've got the sword organization. One that's trying to work on making and building weapons to actually go and strike down the enemies before they get to us. Mm -hmm. And I know you were like, well, what's the big deal with sword and everything? And I was like, that's what I think is going to be an incredible thing to see with what MC the MCU is going to do with Phase 4. Is because now that it's like, okay, it's not just a, oh, hey, you know, there are aliens out there and we don't really know about them because we're in our own little bubble on this planet. It's like, no, 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 they've come to us and they've given us a couple good smacks. There's no denying that aliens exist in the universe. Yeah. So, yeah, like, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in the storylines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is something on your mind? Nope. Okay. Um, Why? Oh, uh, just uh, making sure I'm not just rambling on here and no, babbling away. I mean, I don't know a lot about swords, so you're definitely the big nerd on that. <laughs> yeah. So I just kind of let you explain it. Yeah, well, I much appreciated. And, yeah. yeah. So, now, not to give too much away, but what was your thought when you saw the Fox's uh, X-Men's universe Quicksilver step in? Oh, I thought that was awesome because <laughs> he was the, the more, no offense to anything, but he was, in my opinion, maybe it's because he got more screen time and whatever, but um, the guy who plays him, Evan Peters, he's a really good actor. Yeah. So when I saw him, I was like, oh, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> That's not the one from this universe. That's the one from Fox. <laughs> yeah. There was definitely a big moment of, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. There's a whole lot going on here for the sake of if Quicksilver, which was... Um, Pietro? Uh, yeah, Pietro, uh, being Wanda's brother. Twin brother, right? Or, yeah, twin brother. Um, he, like, in the Age of Ultron movie, they showed Wanda and Pe uh, Pietro um, becoming gifted... Because they could, uh, back in those days when they had, the, they made the movie Age of Ultron, they uh, <clears throat> couldn't use the term mutant because Fox had the legal rights on that. Yeah. So they had to just call them gifted or, you know, altered or whatever the phrasing that they used in that movie because they couldn't, you know, you like call them what they were in the comic book universe. Yeah. So with that all said and done, it was like, whoa, okay. So if they're introducing uh, the X-Men universe's um, Quicksilver, well, in those things, he wasn't uh, from 
uh, what was the name? Uh, Sokovia. He wasn't from Sokovia. And he didn't have a twin sister. No, he was, um, what's his name? Mega. <laughs> uh, X's, okay, Professor X. Yep, Charles Xavier. His nemesis. Magneto. Magneto. He was Magneto's kid, wasn't he? In the Fox ones? Uh, I believe. Honestly, I haven't seen that movie with him in it. Oh, you're missing out. I know. There's a lot of things to watch and read, and I've got a lot of homework ahead of me. <laughs> and... It's okay, but I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, yeah, he was like Magneto's kid. Yeah. And so, it's not the same backstory at all. <laughs> it's no. It's very different. Yeah, it, the characters um, were definitely <clears throat> devised from two very different plots and scripts even universes you could say yeah so there was a huge question like scratching the head and but yet the one that they brought in he's acting like yeah no no he was there with against the battle of ultron over sokovia yeah like he even had memories and stuff of it like it seemed like he was the real pietro yeah just not the right actor right so that was a pretty weird one and i thought it was so funny in one division when they had the 1990s era kick in with that Pietro character there. Yeah. And their like whole um, opening credits, which each um, episode had its own different style to like represent the decade that the sitcom series was kind of based around. Yeah. Like the 80s one was very much like family ties beginning. Yeah. And uh, the 70s ones was very um, Brady Bunch. Mm -hmm. uh, if that was correct. Um, but yeah, when the nineties one kicked in, because when I was a kid in the nineties, I did watch Malcolm in the middle. Yeah. And so when they played the nineties one, I was like, that has a real strong feeling of Malcolm in the middle. It's not the same opening song or anything, but, no. but then, yeah, you were talking to a coworker mm -hmm. who is also a big Marvel fan. He's like... We think we think we're a little big brain. He's like big, big brain. Yeah, if he if he were to if we were able to, you know, obviously with the pandemic, we can't get him to guest star on here. Uh, still working on the whole idea, uh, working our way around uh, video call and everything. But uh, yeah, he would definitely make one heck of a guest star, to, uh, guest nerd to have for the Marvel stuff. Yeah. But it, I thought it was so funny when he told you, yeah, no, that uh, that one was. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle yeah. kind of thing inspired. And I was like, yes, I called it. <laughs> it was yeah, just that, you did. It was one of those moments where I'm sure every nerd has had when they're like, nailed it. I called it. Yeah. And of course, uh, what nerd hasn't had that moment where they show a friend of theirs something that they really like and, you know, they're just watching it and they're like, well, I have a feeling this is going to happen. And... You have to tr pull off the greatest poker face ever to be like, don't let them know they nailed it right on the head. Don't tell them. Don't let them know. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, what was... Uh... Oh. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite characters who is non-superhero in the series. Mm -hmm. um, what was her name? Um... I think it was Darcy or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Darcy. 
Yeah, she's just such a witty character. She's from the Thor movies. Yep, and she's so hilarious. And I thought it was so cool that they actually got the same actress to be like in two previous movies to come in and have like a few episode uh, parts in that in that show. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, I, I that was like a huge moment of like it just it goes to show how much like it's not just a money thing that like you know obviously marvel nowadays with how much money they make in the box offices and everything and with streaming services that they've got the oomph to you know afford things but also it kind of to me was saying that these actors and actresses really like making these things because they know how much the fans love them and they know how fun it, is, it must be really fun to be on the set of these shows mm-hmm. and movies to come in and do those things so even if it was just a small part for her like i was just like she's here yeah yeah she's great i love her um okay so all through and through what what was your opinion of wanda and vision's relationship in that whole series Mm, i don't know it was weird it didn't I mean, there was obviously something that wasn't right about it, like, the entire time. And you kind of got that feeling from it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It was weird. I, I got a weird feeling from it. That's about all I can say, right? Like, as the plot goes on and you learn more, it starts to make sense. But, yeah, right off the bat, I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. What about you? Um, A part of me was thinking, okay, are these two... Uh, trapped by an evil force or something like is there someone or something pulling the strings behind the scene but I couldn't quite you know buy that theory because both Wanda and Vision know that they have these incredible powers and that Vision is a synthetic life form he's all machinery and made of uh, uh, yeah vibranium Mm -hmm. um what's his name um or wanda there she knows she has these magic powers so i was yeah when i uh saw wanda you know levitating stuff around in the very first scene vision knowing that he's practically indestructible and stuff there was a part of me that was thinking is like no you think if somebody was pulling the strings behind the scenes to make all this come around Mm -hmm. that uh they would they wouldn't know about their powers like if someone's trying to contain them or trap them or whatever you wouldn't say it's like hey you're trapped by the way you have the power to destroy everything around you mm-hmm. it's like uh, that's not exactly a good prison system yeah so i knew that they were trapped but i didn't know who the quote-unquote guard was or the warden or whatever mm-hmm. and that that really threw in quite the okay I'm going to sit through and watch this, even if, like, it does feel kind of slow at the very beginning. Because there was such a huge what-the-fuck right off the start that just had to be answered. It was like, this is Marvel we're talking about, a company that has spent the last decade and a bit to make an incredibly intricate storyline where everything has a reason, everything's connected. There's no accidental happenings there's no unintentional scenes you know it's yeah 
so there was just a fair bit of me that was kind of going, eh, not quite sure about this one, or not quite sure about what's going on. Not that it was like, oh, I'm not going to watch it. It was more of like, I have to watch this because I don't know what's going on. Yeah. All right. Um, now, do you remember the big philosophical question about Vision in that show? Uh, whether he was real? Yeah, whether he was really Vision or not. Right. Because they, like, Vision began to realize and Wanda was remembering that Vision died at the hands of Thanos. Mm -hmm. Or some people call him Thanene. <laughs> I'm not sure where that one came from, but I know some people have referred to him as that. Uh, also one of the sexiest uh, supervillains, or uh, as the uh, abbreviation goes, BBEG. Big bad evil guy. Um, yeah, like he, you know, just caved Vision's uh, skull in, or, you know, metal head casing in, like he was made out of, like, cardboard and pulled that stone out of his forehead to complete his gauntlet. Yeah. So the Vision was came across this in, uh, inquiry as to how many parts of him would have to be changed before he was no longer the original Vision. Yeah. Because for the most part, like his AI program and that Infinity Stone in his forehead, all that combined made Vision Vision. But, you know, if you were to alter the AI program or if you were to change out some of his internal body mechanisms or even replace limbs. Mm -hmm. It was like, well, then if you took those replacement parts and put them together and made another vision, would that, like the uh, scrapped parts and everything or whatever that was quote-unquote refurbished, yeah. would that be vision? Or would the vision that was, you know, the original that was standing there and had the stone in his forehead, would that be the original vision? Yeah. Because his vision the stone... Or is he more than that? Right. It, it kind of baffles the mind to kind of think of things like that. And I remember as a kid thinking, if you had a, a 1970s or 1960s car, like one of those old muscle cars, well, obviously you got to replace some things like headlights and... Um, yeah, like if... because uh, Sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. Um, changing out, like... Headlights, brake pads, you know, uh, fuel filters, oil filters, all that kind of stuff. You know, the basic maintenance. But then when you got to tra change transmissions, um, piston rods, uh, the transmission, the uh, alternator and stuff like that. Like, you know, you start changing all these parts and eventually like even the hood or the windows and stuff. How much replaced and uh, fixed parts do you have to put in? before this car is no longer that 1960, 1970s car. Right. So, sorry, babe. For what? I just feel like I uh, usurped you of the crown. No, it's okay. I will gladly hand it over to you. You, it turns out, are the bigger nerd on this one <laughs> than I am. So, nothing wrong with that. No, but uh, I just, uh, I don't want you to feel like it's like, oh, hey, I'm just going to run away with this. No. It's good. I mean, you're doing what we do. Nerd talking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just don't know a lot about cars, so 
Yeah, but... All those words go over my head. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, yes, that sounds like it belongs in a car. Yes, that sounds like a car part. <laughs> ding, 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 you did it. <laughs> yeah, uh... Uh, what's a better engine, a Gallo 12 or a Gallo uh, 18? Yes. Well, <laughs> that's a reference to another movie, um, Too Fast, Too Furious, where he asked the guys, like, so what's better, a Gallo 12 or a Gallo 24? And the guy's like, a Gallo 24. And he's, like, drinking out of this, uh, like, uh, fountain drink thing. Yeah. And he goes, interesting. I didn't know pizzerias made uh, vehicle parts. Because, <laughs> yeah, it was called Gallo's Pizza. Oh, nice. Yeah, so. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyways, I just thought that was kind of funny, the whole you uh, saying, yes, that sounds like a car part. I was like, oh, okay. So the actuator, what part of the car is that? I actuatorly don't know. Well played, well played. But yeah, anyways, any thoughts you have on... How the show kind of ended? Well, I think we <clears throat> can't talk about WandaVision without talking about Agnes. Ah, uh, yes. The weird neighbor. Yeah, the one that drops some very interesting word choices. Yeah, and who just is always seems to be there right when... Things are going to happen? Yeah. Yeah, it's almost that... It's it, well. It was exactly that sitcom TV uh, special, or like when trope. Yeah, of uh, something happens and this person's right there to get in the thick of it. Yeah, exactly. Like a good example of it is it, throughout the show, Wanda and Vision have kids, right? They have two boys. Yeah. And uh, they obviously have abilities as well. Yeah. I mean, with Vision and Wanda's parents, they're going to have something. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, there's already a whole pile of questions on top of that where it's like, Vision is a complete artificial life form. How did he procreate? Yeah. And that's politely as I can put it, because... But yeah, it's like, so anyways, uh, well, even with just Wanda as your mom... Yeah. You know you're going to have some special powers. Yeah, and so basically their powers kind of take on the same form as uh, Pietro and... Wanda. Wanda's, right? You had a brain fart on I Wanda. I did. <laughs> My brain was like, what? What Wait. was her name? <laughs> <laughs> You've just said it a million times already, but what is her name? Um, I'm sure everyone's had a moment like that <laughs> once in their life where they're they're talking about something and it's like, uh, think, think, think. <laughs> yeah, brain work. Come on. I know I'm drinking a booster juice here, but you didn't brain freeze yourself. Come on now. Hashtag not sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> But if you want to sponsor us, hashtag do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, um, they're able, like, they're babies. And then all of a sudden they just age up to, to like, ten. They age themselves up. Yeah, like, it's not even, like, a matter of, like, the camera turns away. Like, they full-on materialize into older kids. Yeah, and Agnes is right there. And she doesn't even say anything about it. Like, she's just like, oh, okay. Kids grow up so fast these days. Right. Like, it's like, it's not a weird thing that these kids just all of a sudden, in the matter of, like, a went, moment... Went from diapers to being in middle, or being in elementary school. Like, what the hell? Right. I'm sorry, but if any of my friends or family 
Kids, kids just did that. I'd be like, okay, so um, get off the grid because someone's going to want to do experiments on your children. <laughs> my thought would be, okay, so I saw nothing. I'm, I don't know you. I, if this happened, it's either if it's something that you wanted to happen, I don't want to die. Or if it's something that wasn't meant to happen, maybe you should see a doctor, but Wait, I don't know. I'd have a better question, actually. What's that? Can you reverse? <laughs> I'd like to be 20 again. Can you do that? <laughs> yeah, or at least that uh, age where before you had your uh, neck injury from school. Yeah. And then continue living from that point on. Yes, then I wouldn't have to deal with daily pain. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be daily. No, not you, baby. <laughs> I know I'm a pain, but daily pain, ouch. No, not you. <laughs> We're talking, I'm talking my neck, back, and shoulder. You're only a pain every once in a while. Yeah, well, <laughs> I try to be a fun pain in a way. You are. So. You're not a pain at all. Plus, I thought that was just a great opportunity to be like, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> and I was not expecting it, so... <laughs> Um, but yeah. Improv. <laughs> we didn't even go to schooling for it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not in any dedicated school for it. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I don't know. Agnes was weird. And then we find out some things about Agnes. Yeah, some really interesting things. Yeah, her real name was actually Agatha Harkness. Mm. So, I love the backstory of Agatha because she was a witch during the Salem oh. witch trials. Oh, down there in uh, Massachusetts? Yeah. If I'm saying that right. I have a hard time with that state. Massachusetts. Isn't that what I said? You were close. Massachusetts? No. Ch it's no, not it's... two shits. No, no, no. <laughs> Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Is that how it's pronounced? Yes. Oh, I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Uh, my apologies to anybody from there. Um, I do not mean any disrespect. I just, you know, the silly Canadian you. way up here just being all like, is that how you say it? I don't know. I mean, in all fairness, I just learned recently that it's Maryland and not Maryland. So. Yeah, but. Yeah, fair enough. Cause, Canadians. I mean, well, when you read it versus when you actually say it, it, it's, it looks like two very different things. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so during those Salem witch trials. Yeah. And she was actually had a coven of witches. The coven she was part of was trying to kill her. Yeah, that was pretty interesting because it was like, um, wait, you guys are going to kill one of your own? Yeah, except for they weren't very good at it because she just kept like, sucking up their power, and instead of stopping and being like, oh, we gotta do something different, they just kept trying to kill her, and she literally sucked up all of the power from all of the Covenant, including her mother, who was a very powerful witch. Yeah. Well, I think, hypothetically, it wasn't so much a case of they were like, oh, hey, we're, or, you know, it's like, we should stop doing this. I think the look of horror in the actresses' faces who were playing the witches trying to kill her however they were doing it realized uh-oh we done gone fucked up yeah but they and just kept fucking up no i well what i mean is, is like i think once they realized what was happening it was already too late and it's kind of like the whole 
you know, when you, if you go to like say throw a punch or something like that, once you realize you missed, your fist is already way out there, and the other person's like grabbing your arm and pulling you in and gives you a return punch. You, it was kind of like they they didn't have a way to stop it because it was went from being like they're using a magic power to attack to oh no, I'm being sucked in. Yeah, okay, that's fair for the majority of the coven, but then she has this whole conversation with her mother, and then her mother's like, and I will stop you, and then she starts doing it, and then it's not working, and it's like, you just saw her take down an entire covenant of witches, Wait. yet you somehow think that you are able to fucking take her down yourself? Is it coven or covenant? Coven. What'd I say? Covenant. Oh, sorry. At least I think that's what you said. If I did, I don't... My bad. I think... I'm pretty sure it's Coven. I don't know what a Covenant is, but... Me neither, but anyways, <laughs> moving on. If it's a bad thing, I'm sorry. <laughs> if it's a good thing... Yeah, I'm smart. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Little goof-ups. Little goof-ups. Uh, speaking is hard. Yeah. And you wanted to do the podcast. I know. <laughs> Not that I didn't want to do it with, uh, with you or anything. It's just that whole... It's, uh... It's an it's an interesting uh, thing to come up with subjects and create uh, the <clears throat> a whole premise to go on for an episode and what to build on and what to kind of elaborate on. It takes a, a fair bit of research and uh, you know I think we kind of went for a smart idea and going for stuff that we uh, like to do on a daily basis in a way. Mm-hmm. So you know. Take that for what you will. Um, but yeah, that was a pretty interesting story. And I got to say, the fight between... Um, Wanda? Wanda and Agatha. Yeah. That was I was thinking like Agatha, but I was like, Agatha, Agatha. Okay, you got to say that right. Agatha. <laughs> just, I just had a feeling my tongue was going to trip over itself and be like, and I say her name wrong. No, you're good. But yeah, that big fight scene between those uh, those two got really intense and <clears throat> I mean this might have something to do with the whole Dragon Ball Z thing or maybe just anime in general but the idea of an in-air battle between yeah. two combatants is something really cool to me because there's this whole it's not just like hey you know even if we're super fast and super strong you know we're limited to gravity and everything, where it's like with two people flying around, it's like, oh no, you're talking a whole 360 above, below, everything around us is like, you know, possible weaponry and stuff. Well, exactly, and that's just the thing, like, you don't see a lot of in-air battles in movies. It's typically like, oh yeah, maybe it'll be on top of a train, or in a helicopter or whatever airplane but it's not actually just two people floating in the air fighting each other yeah and especially even like the whole throwing in that magic kind of telekinetic type power where you yeah. can lift and throw things so now it's like okay not only are you just talking like hey this person you're fighting like the person right in front of you that can like throw punches and kicks or whatever or even be it uh, magic attacks or kind of like key energy or whatever. Yeah. Now you're also talking like the whole, you someone could literally throw a car from, you know, the sidelines 
And that'll just, you know, smack you right across the face. Yeah. So, to me, that was a pretty cool... Uh, fight scene. Yeah. And personally, like I said, I just, I love the idea of two combatants fighting each other in the air like that. And that took it to a whole another notch above. Not bad for a series that started off with black and white and classic uh, TV sitcom tropes. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I was like, no matter how this whole thing was starting off, like I said, I was going to sit through, I was going to wait each and every week for each episode because I knew the payoff was going to be so good. Yeah, well, and especially I have to get up so early in the morning anyway that it didn't matter for us to get up and uh, watch it anyway. Like I was already up. It was just getting you up and you were like oh it's wandavision day okay <laughs> yeah. well and i mean with the way things have been with my sleep cycle it's either hey i gotta get up after a few hours of sleep or i'm already up true because i haven't gone to bed because i'm a weird insomniac slash narcoleptic in that way it's like yeah. my sleep cycle is so weird i don't know how to classify myself in that regards mm -hmm. but i'm sure i'm not the only person who's maybe having issues with that yeah, definitely. So. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so it was super interesting because essentially what you end up finding out is that Wanda yep. is in control of everything. Oh, yeah. And she doesn't really know she's in... Well, at first she didn't really know. And then she realized and she kind of just kept it going. <laughs> yeah, because she has been through quite a lot. Yeah, like the whole, even the whole reason why it was sitcoms is because, and it goes back and talks more about it, but essentially something really bad happened to her while they were watching, like an I Love Lucy or type show or something. Yeah. And so that's why when she started controlling this. Yeah. Um, it started that way. Yeah. Like um, in the Age of Ultron movie, she was even saying that her and her brother... Uh, her house, their house or whatever they're living in, got shelled by some Tony Stark uh, Industries weaponry or yeah. Stark Industries. Yeah. And that they saw an undetonated uh, mortar kind of wep uh, kind of explosive in front of them, and they waited for days for this bomb to go off under their bed. And, of course, in WandaVision, they actually, instead of being like, oh, yeah, this is the story, they actually show it. Yeah, they play it out. Yeah, so it was, uh, not that they dragged it on or anything, but it's no. just kind of to illustrate one of the fears and pains of loss that she had in that moment. Yeah, because essentially that's what orchestrated her, I guess, to create this weird little vortex that they were living in, for lack of a better term. Yeah, so like she lost her parents in that, and she thought she was going to die. Um, as they grew up, her and her brother went through some pretty horrible things with Hydra. Yeah. They uh, experienced, uh, or she experienced the loss of her brother against Ultron. Yeah, and then, I mean, just losing Vision. <laughs> yeah, the love of her life. So when she goes to this little town they were they had bought a house in, it didn't have a house, <laughs> but it was like a foundation. Yeah, the very bare minimums of a house to start. Yeah, and stuff, and she went there, and she just was so overcome by her sadness that, without meaning to, she created this weird vortex. Yeah, like, it was all the things that brought her joy and happiness in the world, so that's why, obviously, 
Vision was alive. Uh, everything was sitcom based. They had kids. Um, her brother came back to life, even yep. though it wasn't really her real brother. Well, it turned out that who that was, at least in the explanation on the show, was that was actually just a resident of the city. Yeah. That Agatha was controlling. Yeah. So that's why he came back and, or he was like being Pietro. It's yeah. because she was, like, controlling him to be him. But he was actually just some resident, I think, of the city that was her husband, was Agnes's husband that we never saw. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was uh, quite a lot of interesting stuff in every regard for that show. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, um, there's uh, a... Th- uh, well, the way that show ended. Yeah. And how it kind of leaves it off for the next time we see Wanda and everything. Which is supposed to be in the new Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. And yeah, so that's going to be an interesting one to kind of see what kind of plays out with that. Because also, um, Ag- uh, Ag- or Agatha, I keep wanting to say Agnetha. Or I don't know why. Just putting the two names together, Agnes and a- Agatha. Yeah, it just it just my brain's like, which one is it? Which one's the real name? Um, but yeah, tells her that it's like in the book that Agatha has is that she's not just any uh, Wanda's not any witch. She's the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And now, uh, Wanda has her. Definitely modernized, looked up, but uh, kind of traditional feeling in the way the comic books had her dressed up. Yeah. Of being the Scarlet Witch. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Really quickly, I have to point out the really funny thing that happened. Oh, what's that? In that show when they did, they dressed up for Halloween. Oh yes! (laughs) That was awesome. And they actually had... Um, Wanda dressed up in her like comic book version. Yeah, like the nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies, whenever they first introduced her. Yeah, drawing the, costume. Yeah, like just super cheesy. Yeah, you could tell it was like okay, so this is what heroes looked like way back in the day for comic books back then. Yeah, and same with Vision. Yes, yeah, the whole green spandex, uh, you know, kind of thing, like. Made him look like he was the color, like somebody changed the color orientation or was like created just a slight different blotch pattern for somebody from the Blue Man group. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, even we'll call him fake Pietro. But yeah, yeah, even he looked like the original Flash or Quicksilver. Yeah. Sorry. That's DC. Yes. How dare you? Different universe or different uh, comic book universes. Don't worry, guys. I'll make them watch something when we're done. Don't you worry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to mix them up. They're both... We are going to the MCU Universe Marathon starting as soon as we're done recording. I thought you were going to say you're going to take me to MC University. <laughs> Maybe, once you've watched them all and pass all my tests and quizzes along the way. <laughs> as long as I get a doctorate at the end. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, the... Uh, yeah, that was uh it was one of those uh scenes that happened with that uh just it was so cheesy 
but so hilarious and well played. Yeah, it was awesome. That it was just like, oh, that is actually freaking cool. Yeah, it's hilarious. So, you know, all said and done, like I said, there's nothing really done unintentionally. No. Um, was uh, was Agatha in that episode, or was she dressed up for Halloween? Yeah, she was dressed up as a witch. Yeah, I think uh, she might have also been dressed up reminiscent of the original Agatha Harkness, Harkness yeah. in the comic books, I think. Yeah. Don't quote me on that one, because I could be wrong. I am fallible. No way. Yeah, believe it or not, I am human. But. Also, cannot forget Vision's one true crippling weakness. Oh! Gum. Yup. Gum. That uh, that episode was so funny because it was like, okay, so Vision, obviously being synthetic and everything, doesn't need to eat food in the sense that we eat food. Right. Like he gets powered up somehow and blah, 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 or has infinite power from the stone. But he's not organic like us. So. No, so he doesn't eat food. But he can chew gum because, you know, does the whole uh, imitating or simulating yeah. The human experience in a way. And so he's kind of like, you know, it's like, do people eat gum or kind of thing? And it's like, it's not really eating because you just kind of chew it. And, you know, if you're polite, you spit it out into a napkin or something and throw it out. Or if you're some people, maybe you intentionally or accidentally swallow it. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're someone who's really gross, you just stick it underneath a chair or table. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so after he... Uh, chews the gum, he just kind of becomes all, nothing works quite right with well, him. Well, because he accidentally swallows it, doesn't he? It gets, yeah, it gets, it goes down to where a stomach would be, and it gets kind of, like, all clogged up and stuff. Yeah, cotton, and, like, the cogs and stuff. That... Yeah, for, like, what would be 1960s-style, like, yeah. demonstration of uh, um, robotic person's insides. Yeah. And <clears throat> the, uh, the talent show that they did... <laughs> And it was just like he is like, it's a good thing Wanda had all her magic powers to actually make the magic happen. Because if they were trying to do the whole sleight of hand with what Vision was doing. He was just a little out of whack. <laughs> yeah, just imagine like, you know, you pay for a good magician to show up, but then he has to slam down a two, uh, two six of vodka. Yeah. It's like he ain't exactly going to be the most agile or graceful of entertainers. So, you know, all said and done, it was, uh, that was, there was a lot of good scenes in that whole series. And yeah. like I said, it's kind of funny to think that it only lasted for, uh, eight episodes or so. Yeah, definitely. But it was super good. And I love the setup that it left us on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like, uh, the whole thinking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Like... These, one thing I got to give credit to for both WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier is that they're not really going character wide. Like they're not, they got a few characters, but they're not going crazy extensive. Like, hey, bring in like 15 characters from the whole movies that we've had and blah, 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 and create uh, these TV series like they could. Yeah. They're actually going into real in-depth 
relatable problems that these people with these heightened abilities or superpowers are going through that are making it very fictional fun. So it's kind of like they're not going so much for width of like how much story they can tell. They're going for depth of how relatable and understandable these characters are with their decisions and what they're doing with their lives that make it such a enticing story. Yeah, definitely. And I know I remember saying to you when we first heard that it was going to be Vision and Wanda or WandaVision, sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, or I guess Vision and Wanda, that they were going to do the show about. I was like, Ugh. like they're not really my favorite characters. Like, <laughs> why couldn't they do like a Thor and Hulk? Because they were really funny in Thor 3 or whatever. Right? Ragnarok, yeah. Yeah, and stuff. But I was like, ah. But by the time we were done watching it, I was like, oh, WandaVision. That's so awesome. It took... Two characters that I didn't overly care about that weren't my favorites. And I was just like, man, whatever. And it made them awesome to me. Yeah. Right. And it was the same thing with um, Falcon, Falcon and, and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Sam, I was always like, ah, Sam's cool. He's kind of like, uh, you know, Cap's little sidekick buddy, right? Yeah, he's like a, uh, like a second lineup character or... The B cast characters yeah. kind of thing, like yeah. not that not that he wasn't a good character. It was just he wasn't he was really more of a sidekick. Yeah. yeah, he was more of a sidekick. And then Bucky, I was like, "Fuck Bucky, he's an <laughs> asshole. He's an asshole." That's what I thought from the first time we met him, and he like saved Cap's ass all the way back in the day before he had taken the the serum, and he was just Steve Rogers, the little guy, all the way. Throughout the entire series, I was like, he's a fucking asshole. But, he's not. It's like, I don't even know you anymore. How would you think Bucky was an asshole? That's, it's just how I felt. But I don't feel that way now. We've watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I don't feel that way now. Now, I really, I mean, I always really liked Sam. But now I'm like, ooh, Sam is awesome. Like, you're Sam. Right? (laughs) And stuff. And now I'm like, okay, Bucky? You good in my books. You good. <laughs> right. So, and I mean, I'll explain more about my whole opinion and whatever of it when we do the Falcon and the Winter Soldier um, episode. And that way I can go get more into it and stuff. But I'm just giving a brief overview of how I felt before and how I feel now. Right. That's good. So, yeah. Nice. All right. Well, I think that kind of wraps up today's episode. Mm, you had a recommendation you wanted to throw out? Yeah, um, okay, so to anyone who's listened to a lot of our debates without hate or, you know, who just knows that I am a bit of a glutton, they'll know that I we love food. We both are. Yeah. <laughs> we both love food. It's like, well, who doesn't like to have a good meal? Yeah. Now, there's uh, a, one of my top three YouTubers. Yeah. Uh Good old Matt Pat from Game Theory. Ah, yes. He, Matthew Patrick. Yeah, he has got a fourth channel on YouTube going Four. called... Yeah. Because he's got his Game Theory. Yeah. He's got his Film Theory. Yeah. Well, first it was Game Theory, then GT or Game Theory Live. Oh, live right. streams. And then there's... Uh, film Theory. Film Theory. And now they're doing Food Theory. Mm-hmm. Which is based on, you know, a lot of nerd culture stuff in some ways. 
but also a lot of things that have to do with real life food scenarios mm -hmm. like how to properly grill a burger the debate of is a hot dog a sandwich uh how long could you survive in a grocery store uh with no wa running water or power mm -hmm. all these really great things and even the myth or the r rumor going around from a few years ago of is chuck e cheese recycling its pizza ew yeah. I'm going to say no. Well, there's very there's some very strong evidence about what was what's kind of going on with a lot of that stuff. But anyone who likes food, likes math and you know, wants to have a good laugh, mm -hmm. I'd highly recommend food theory. Excellent. Pretty much anything uh Matt Pat does. Like he brought in Austin from what was called um uh oh, what was the channel he was part of? Uh, shoddy cast yeah he did um this guy austin who used to do a lot of fallout stuff uh was working with that youtube channel and then game theory hired him on i'm not sure how the whole thing played out but now he's working with them yeah and i gotta say that whole setup and dynamic with that the people that do all the game film food theory stuff yeah. those guys do incredible work with their research the animation the production Really top-notch stuff for mm. something that's surprisingly free to watch. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in. Oh, sorry. Just got a little bit of the hiccups. We just had a meal before we recorded. Mm -hmm. Don't want to record on an empty stomach. No. Then we get hangry, and when we get hangry, well... Then our recordings aren't that good. No. All right. Well, just uh, just remember, guys, everyone, no matter what your thing is or what you're into... That's just a theory. Oh, wrong show. Um... At the end of the day, we're all just a little nerdy. G yeah, you know, braining gear before mouth in motion. But it was funny. <laughs>